The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hi guys, it's me, Tim. (laughs) Before we start the show, I wanted to answer a voicemail. And if you weren't aware, I do have a voicemail. I've said it before on many episodes, and it's also in the description. Speakpipe.com slash sexedwithtim. You can leave me your questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want. Uh, If you need advice or anything, I'm happy to answer it. Whether or not the advice is helpful is still up for debate. So, let's listen to a listener's question. By the, he goes by the name of Jay, and here's Jay's question. Hi there. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I love your show, and I think it's amazing what you're doing. And just like, I don't know, sharing all this information with people is really great. That being said... I have this issue where I do porn for a living. I have a shoot coming up in two weeks. I've been training for it. It's going to be a group scene, so it's going to be double penetration. And I'm sure a lot of very lengthy um, members. So I've been girth training as well as length training. When I am doing length training, it seems like no matter how much lube I use or how slow I go... I'm pulling my toy out and finding a little bit of blood, and I'm wondering if there's something I can do to counteract that and be ready, be camera ready when the shoot comes up. So hopefully you can help me with that. Thank you. Hey, Jay. Thank you so much for submitting that lovely question. I'm so glad that you're a fan of the show. I'm also laughing at how you said I have this issue where I do porn for a living. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's a good issue to have. And also, I find it so funny that you just referred to a cock as member. (laughs) Like, you're a porn star. Can't you say dick or cock or whatever? (laughs) Uh, But anyways, uh, back to your problem. You said you were bleeding from length training. The most common causes of bleeding from any sort of anal activity are fissures or an STI or hemorrhoids. So because you are a porn star, I'm going to assume that you get your STI checks regularly, so that can rule out the STIs. And you said that it only happens during length training, so we could probably leave out anal fissures, which are on the external part. So that leaves hemorrhoids. Now, First of all, what are hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids are basically when the blood vessels on your anus and rectum are swollen and they're filled with blood and it can cause a lot of irritation and they could burst because of strenuous activity or friction or whatever. 
The most common treatment for hemorrhoids are high fiber or like any sort of fiber supplement. And then there's also like staying super duper hydrated and exercising regularly. And then there's also a sits bath. A sits bath is when you sit in like a, your tub of warm water and fill it with Epsom salts. And then you sit there for like 10, 15 minutes to help relieve the pain caused by the hemorrhoids. Now, if you are still bleeding after all this, I do recommend going to a doctor. Mind you, I am not a medical professional. I should have said that before, but I'm saying that now. Like I said, I don't know if this advice is any helpful, but it is still advice, and I hope it does you some good. <laughs> but anyways, uh, if the fiber and the hydration and the sits bath are not working, it's probably an internal hemorrhoid, and it does need to get checked by your doctor, who will then make a decision whether to operate or give you some sort of, uh, I don't know, like medication for it, whatever. Again, not a doctor here. <laughs> Just like the cue card and the, and the TV shows. Anyways, so yeah, I hope you do have some luck with the bleeding. I would love to see the porn when it's done. If you could send it my way, that would be great. I want to see how well you do. And... If all else fails, maybe ask the studio to CGI the blood out of filming. <laughs> I don't know, or whatever they call it, uh, ADR, I guess. <laughs> uh, but whatever it is, I hope that you're doing well and you're healthy and you're keeping your butt in shape and uh, hopefully no more bleeding for the next foreseeable future. So there you go, Jay. Have great butt sex and best of luck with the double penetration scene and to the rest of you if you have any more questions like this or you just want to drop and say hi i would love to hear from you now back to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homo. And what does one gay sperm say to another? How do we find an egg in all this shit? <laughs> Today on the show, we have Yannick Picard. Yannick, how are you? Como ça va? Hey. Oh, my God. In French, too. Uh as you guys super I'm doing really well, Tim. Um, thank you for having me on today. So yeah, it's it's great to be here. Thank you, Merci beaucoup. You know, I uh, she is um, a polyglot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we jump into our conversation and everything, let's hear a little bit about you, girl. I have been a coach for the past four years. And I focus on self-sabotage and all the ways that we do it. We do it to ourselves. And, and it, I'm, I'm really fascinated by, by how many ways we actually take, like all these like adaptive behaviors that we take to keep us in our comfort zone. So, so that's my, that's my thing. That's what 
excites me and and that's the group of people who like I love to help or, or people who are, are struggling and they just like keep putting stops in their way not knowing exactly what's going on and just helping them unravel that and sort of like get back to who who they are really if these adaptive behaviors hadn't come around but like what's so bad about staying in your comfort zone i like it well hey you know what like the comfort zone like on like on a rainy saturday afternoon with your blanket the nice pillow and like binge watching a series there's nothing wrong with that that's amazing it's when you start doing that every day for months on ends that you might might get curious as to okay why day 163 what <laughs> what's going on Filling my sweats <laughs> exactly but i like it okay maybe not like it i mean you know i like good things but in moderation right in moderation exactly you have to have things in moderation so what got you into the coaching thing like you're so passionate about it what's where's that fire coming from the fire came from getting dumped oh Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was talk. seeing, yeah, I, I was seeing someone and I thought that things were, were going great. Clearly after nine months, a little out of the blue, actually was told that, Hey, uh, we're done. Actually, I, I think that I'm using the exact words that he said. <gasps> Um, we're done. Was he literally just like, we're done? Just like, pretty much no context. Uh, pretty much, uh, we're done. And I'm like, okay. So I, and I, I felt so, I had so much empathy as, as like the person who's being dumped, like usually is the person that that's angry and, and all that stuff. Cause like it, you're usually caught off guard, right? Like it's, it's not something that you've been expecting. Like, but when you're on, on, I guess the person who's, who's doing the, the dumping, sometimes you've had like a couple of weeks, sometimes even a couple of months where you've sort of like been playing with the idea. And so you're a little bit further ahead. But I found myself to be so compassionate, like having so much empathy for, for how that might have been for him. And, and so after that, I, I was looking for strategies that were to help me actually sort of like move on. And I stumbled across a, a coaching program that I like funny thing. My sister had actually just completed and she said, you should like, you really should be doing like, just take a look at this. And I think that you might find what you need to, to pull some strategies and, and put them into place to help you out. And so I just basically, I, I signed up and, um, the course was NLP based. And so, yeah, so I signed up and, uh, learned a lot about myself in the process. And interestingly enough, like, like, like as I was going through the, the course, I was able to pull from the course and, and implement different strategies to help me turn the page wow what an origin story right? <laughs> i would have been way less compassionate i've been like fuck you just like get out of my life how do you pull so much empathy from that kind of situation tim listen i i have no idea because i think it was a first for me a week later we met just briefly for maybe 40 minutes i needed to grab some some of my stuff from from his place and and when i i closed the door and left 
this this overwhelm of empathy and and I felt so sorry and like for him and and what he must be going through and yeah and and oh I my just God. yeah and it was a first because usually like like what would come up for me in the past is is sort of like anger and like like what's going on like you're like all all the questions right and and this time for the first time it was wow like 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 for 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 someone to not say anything during nine months and then break up and then say that it had been sort of like like in the back of his mind for for a couple of months i'm thinking it's like wow it's like I, I really feel like I really feel for you that that like whatever's come up for you has come up and you you didn't feel that you could talk to me about it. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That just seems so like I, I guess being someone that's been dumped or uh, that's always been on the on the dump. On the receiving side, end? I've never. On the yeah. receiving end? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a bottom. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> versatile. I've, do- I've done both. Uh, but like, uh, for me, it never gets easier getting, giving, or receiving the bad news. It's just like that empathy, the way you say it just sounds like so natural. And like, like, um, did you get any sort of closure as to that breakup? Like, it, it, it couldn't have been just like, we're done. Like, what was, what was going through his head if you found that out? Did I ever get closure? Like, yeah. closure in the sense that, hey, we had a conversation and I got closure? This is why. No. Oh, God. And I feel that a lot of <sighs> us don't. We don't. And so, so we, we, we think, and, and this is where the interesting part is that we think that we need it for some reason. We think that we do or that we're entitled to it. But like, aren't we when it comes to something like that? No. Why not? Um, you know, I, I don't think that I, I don't as much as I disagree that, Hey, like you, you, don't give closure to someone else. I disagree with with that notion. I don't think that it's owed to us. So we're not owed any sort of explanation. Okay, but no. like, but I, I do I do understand why why there's that need because I think that part of it has to do with understanding. Hey, like like where did things go wrong, and so that I know where to focus on next time. I think that a lot of us actually use that as a mechanism to say, okay, you know what? Great. Like I sucked at, at communicating. Okay. You know what? I'll take that on. And, and that's something that I can work on, but not having anything. It's almost like not having anything. It's like, oh my God, there's so many things that like, like that, like we're not even having a conversation because it's all of me. That's, that's the conclusion that I got to. It's like, oh my God, it's so bad that. It's almost like the, the school teacher and getting your report card and then having the parent teacher night and then the teacher saying like to your parents, like, yeah, I don't even want to speak with you tonight. And then it's like, oh, my God, like, how bad is it that like that that that's not happening? OK, you know what? I, I can understand and I, I, I'm only saying that I can understand because I have some retrospect. When I was dumped uh, like several years ago, I was like 
what did I do wrong? Well, uh, uh, my brain was trying to fill in all the gaps. It's like, well, did, did, am I am I like a shitty person? Was there something that I did to make him do? Th- because he cheated on me, so I was trying to figure out like, was there something that I did that to like make to make him do that? Yeah. So you know? Tim, uh. the, your brain actually wants a neatly like a, a story that's like tied up in a bow that has like a beginning and and like a middle and and that it all makes sense, and then you can sort of like wrap that up. And then sort of like put it aside and then move on. And then you, under certain circumstances, when you're on the receiving end and there isn't closure, it's almost like your brain says like, I can't complete the story. Like, like I, like, like what's going on? Like I, I, I can't complete the story. And then, okay. So if I can't complete the story, what's the meaning that you attach to it? And then oftentimes I find that the meaning that's attached to it is in line with the beliefs that you have about yourself. Well, what do you mean by that? Like the, the beliefs that we have about ourselves in this story? Yeah. So, so you might think, and I'll use myself as an example. It's like, oh, great. So I'm not, I'm not worth like getting like the reasons why, like getting an understanding. I'm not worth it. It's okay. Bottom line, I didn't think that I was worth it as a human being. So it's like that was in line with who I thought I, I was. Uh, I am triggered by that word worth because that's what I'm working on in therapy right now. I have a very bad sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to find uh, my worthiness, not from within, but like from external validation. Like, am I a worthy friend? Am I a worthy educator? Am I a worthy employee, brother, son? Like, I just need something to tell me that i'm a good fucking person (laughs) so so tim yeah you're an amazing fucking human being and now and 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 here i'm going to tell you this right now i want you to fucking own it (laughs) oh my god (sighs) okay I'm going to get semi-serious. That is actually very nice to hear, but it's also a very difficult thing for me to hear because I am so programmed to think that uh, that's just not true. Mm, Yeah. And that's probably from like years and years of like social conditioning that like, I need to be perfect. I need to be, and especially being gay, Mm -hmm. like where we're in, in the gay community, you're, looks are your currency your sexual prowess is how you're determined to be worthy like if you're not this skinny or muscular white twink who has like a huge cock then you're basically invisible to the rest of us and it's like but am i am i still a person like it's so Mm -hmm. difficult so hearing that compliment was very hard and i get that that for some it might be triggering because it basically is opposed to to what the, your your set of beliefs are, and then so so interestingly enough is that like those sets of beliefs really are what drives you, and and what what get you to 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 be and 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 how you show up, and so if you've got this 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 strong belief that you're not worth it, then what happens is that. You're, it's almost like, like, like catnip with a cat. Like you basically, you program your brain that you're not worth it. And your brain is, is on catnip, basically looking for 
every for evidence of every time that somebody will do something that you're not worth it. So somebody will basically cut you off in traffic and then your brain say, here's the here's the proof that you're not worth it. Didn't even signal and cut you off. I get so mad. And then so on and so forth. Right. But that's that basically that's human. That's a human being brain. Right. Right. That's just the aggression and the adrenaline just like firing away. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just so much easier to be, to be miserable, (laughs) to be angry. (laughs) Is it though? Uh, Okay. um, Is it, or is it just a story that you're spinning? Ooh, okay. Wow, read me. Um, <laughs> that's true. It, it's so much easier for our brains to find evidence of the bias that we've already formed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so, and it's so much more difficult to to retrain, to rethink, to unlearn some of the negative things that we've already know. Yeah, it, it is. But the beautiful thing is that it can be done. Like you've trained your brain unbeknownst to you probably up until now that that's how your brain works. But the great thing is that you can teach your brain differently. And over time, you can basically have like a complete like reversal of those beliefs. Right, right, right. Wow. Okay. That sounds like a challenge and I'm pretty sure that doesn't come easy. (laughs) So, um, can you talk to me about the, the coaching program that you underwent just to get to how your brain is right now? Because I am just in so much awe of the way you speak and the way you are teaching right now. So, yeah. So, so there's a couple of different, like, like, sorry, programs that, that I took. But the first one really that got me into coaching was, um, was something that actually came out of France. And it was a a master practitioner of NLP that created this, this sort of like NLP, like he pulled like most of his stuff from NLP. And uh, neuro linguistic programming. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Absolutely. And so what he did is that he, he actually took the, um, the, the NLP practice that, that he had and looked at what were the strategies that he used most often and that were most successful. And then he basically sort of like pulled them in and created this other program that, um, that taught that and favored heavily these strategies. And so a lot of them had to do with like dealing with emotions and dealing with, um, with your beliefs and, and transforming them and then getting grounded, having the, uh, the ability to, to just basically anchor yourself. Like when you're about to walk into a situation that usually you would, you would get anxious at, just basically, um, teach you how you can actually just walk in there and, and have that anxiety. Um, not go through the roof like it normally would in the past. As someone with diagnosed anxiety, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people oh, are. Boy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this episode is sponsored by Xanax. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that sounds, that sounds amazing. I should probably take that course, honestly, <laughs> to get my brain working. Um, you mentioned on your profile, uh, you call yourself the naked coach. Can you talk to us about that? Absolutely. So that was a million dollar idea 
that was just basically handed to me on a silver platter. And it comes out of, so at the start of the pandemic, I, like a lot of, of coaches, like we were doing coaching like face to face. And then all of a sudden, like the, the, the opportunities for networking or, or meeting people like at house parties just like completely disappeared. And so I signed up for a coaching program that taught how to do exactly that, but online. And what I would do on Fridays is I was, I'm got a techie background. So on Fridays, what I would do is I would do sort of like a, a tips and tricks video by going live into that Facebook group of the coaching program. And I remember there's one day I had like, I was walking my sister's dog. There was a park. It was really, really hot. So I'd taken my tank top off and I just went live into the group and just did like my daily, not my daily, but my weekly um, roundup of tech tips. And somebody in the group commented, it's like, oh my God, the naked coach. And then it just, it just really like hit me like, like right between the eyes. I'm like, oh my God, just like Jimmy Oliver, like, like does with, with food, like I can do with coaching and, and effectively sort of like bring people back to who they are if you remove all the layers of protection that they've put on over the years all these adaptive behaviors or self-sabotage or, or however it is that you want to, to to name it and then just get back to who that person is at, at their, their nakedness core. yeah oh, oh oh god emotional vulnerability uh intimacy oh boy i am breaking out into hives um <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? I, 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 you're not the only one. It's, it's, yeah, there are like, we, we come in, in all, all shapes, all forms. And, and to that, it's like, we also have like all these adaptive behaviors, depending on what happened when we're growing up and how as kids we're freaking smart. Like our brain is amazing because we learn these adaptive behaviors so that we can get our, our primary needs met. Like if you use um, the uh, Maslow's like hierarchy of needs. Hierarchy. Yeah. Yep. So, so we basically Food, like, we're shelter, smart, yeah, we, the, we're smart yeah. enough to basically adapt so that we get those, we get those, those basic needs met. And, and so, yeah, it's just that what happens is those are amazing as kids so that we get our needs met. But over time, we don't even realize that because we repeat that behavior over and over and over again, that that it's almost like it becomes part of who we are, our DNA. And then and then 20, 30 years later, our brain still thinks that that that's working, even though that hasn't worked. But it goes back to, oh, like like this worked in the past. So let's use this strategy. And then this worked in the past because you've used it so many times. It's, it's really created like that path in the road. And it's like a, a, a super highway. And so your brain says like, well, this worked in the past, so let's do that. But what you're not realizing is that like as an adult, that adaptive behavior actually isn't working for you anymore. And to the contrary, it's keeping you stuck and oftentimes just stagnant. And then you're wondering like, why isn't this working? Right. What are some examples of those maladaptive behaviors that worked as a kid, but doesn't work as an adult? People pleasing. <gasps> Stab me. Ow. I, I'm a people pleaser. Per- perfectionism. 
Oh my god. A victim. A voider. <gasps> Anxiously attached. Thank you. So, well, that's attachment oh style, but yeah. God. Right. No, yeah. but oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. People pleasing, like when you're a kid and you just want to like, I don't know, get the perfect grade for uh, and show your report card to the to the adults that matter in your life. And then that transfers into like wanting to be the perfect uh, boyfriend or whatever or what have you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Oh my God. It's all, it's all these things that, that come up that happen as a, um, as a result really of wanting at a young age to have your needs met and them like basically saying, Hey, it's like, like the normal way isn't working. So what do I need to do? How do I need to adapt to have this, have this, this basic need met. And so, yeah, so you've got like, like, I've, I mean, I've, I've named a, a few. There's like restless is another one, um, hyper achiever, hyper rational. Yeah. So you, you have all of that that basically comes up and, and sort of like helps you along at a younger age. But like when you're, when, when you get into like your, 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 late teens, twenties, thirties, and I mean like forties, it's, it's, it's really baggage is, is, is because it serves no real purpose in the here and now in the present moment. It doesn't serve, it doesn't serve purpose. And it, in most cases is just a hindrance and it's stopping you from you basically being like awesome and great. Like throwing a tantrum in your forties is no longer cute. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and when it, and when it's, when it's caught on, on like CCTV and it's replayed like, like oh, somewhere God. else. Yeah. Um, no, 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 exactly. So yeah. you, you Be have like to go these, viral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but the pleaser, listen, like, let, let, let me give you like some, like some, like a better understanding. So the people pleasing part. So underneath all these adaptive behaviors are awesome strengths. And so if you're a people pleaser, you tend to be empathic. You're loving and giving. You tend to be tuned True. into I, other I, people. I feel. Yeah. Other people's feelings and needs. You're more emotionally self-aware. The, the original, like the butt. Yeah. The, the, the original survival function is that you try to, um, you please to earn attention and exception and sorry, an acceptance by helping others. Yeah. Yeah. I, so like following that logic for me, it's like, I try to put myself in your shoes and feel as much of your feelings as possible so that I can come in and fix it and be that like band-aid for you so that I can find some sort of worth. Yeah. Interesting that you say that because that is exactly um, what it is, is that like you try to basically help others in that sense. But one of the things that, that is often that, that is something that's in your blind spot that you might not necessarily see is that by acting that way, which is like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, like let's just, preface that there's nothing wrong with it but by acting in such a way you actually might that might lead to a dependence on the person that you're helping and um instead of having them learn to care for themselves you learn to always come to you for it and then that that basically fills your tank because you feel so you see the circle here 
it's becomes like a, a, a self-destructive. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What, what's that saying? It's like you give a man a fish. If you yeah. Give a day, Te- teach teach him him fish. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, oh my God. So it's that. So it's mm-hmm. like, because rather than helping someone or teaching someone to help themselves, you, you're kind of just like, you know, you're this temporary it. bandaid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're doing it because oh it fills God. your tank. But unbeknownst to you, underneath it all, that might basically create a dependence where the person will always come back to you, as opposed to learn how to do that on for themselves, take that on for themselves. themselves. Oh my God. Oh, that's so gross. And it's just like, (laughs) just now, just the thought of like, so many people wanting to come to me, then I just get like really overwhelmed because where's the Tim time that I want? What about me now? <laughs> I would like some of that too. Where like it's just so much easier for I guess uh, I'm speaking in a generalized term here, but like I find that it's easier for us to give help than to accept help because I feel like accepting help is some sort of like admittance of uh, admission of defeat like you're admitting that you're weak so mm-hmm. it's just like all right i'm strong enough to help you i'm strong enough to to do this right. and all that stuff yeah the ego also plays plays a role in that as well so and then you have like all the masculinity thing where it's like got like if real guys don't ask don't ask for help they do it themselves so and so there's 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 a lot to unpack there it's not just one is is what i'm getting to so it might be a little bit of column a a little bit of column b and and some column c here right right oh my goodness is that like are most of your clients uh exhibiting some sort of pattern of behavior something that you've noticed like what are the similarities that you you see in them well, I mean, like often, oftentimes, then this was a, a friend of mine, a great coach told me, it's like, where there's, where there's a pattern, there's a story. And where there's a story, there's usually a, an event or a series of event that was experienced from, not from, from strength, but from, um, what's the word I'm looking for with the, like resilience, trauma, not resi- no, it's, it's, you know, what? it'll come back to me, but basically it's like, yeah. So it's like where there's a pattern, there's a story and I've got the word in French and disempowered. There you go. Disempowered. Yeah. So there's an event that, that disempowered them. And then that usually basically creates a story and the story basically like creates a pattern as it gets repeated over time. Bottom line is that what I find is that we're all humans. We've, we all have this. And, and it's just that some basically are more aware of it than, than others are. And then the question is, it's like, Hey, it's like when something's not going right and you see a pattern or you're not doing something that you know that you should be doing or that you want to be doing and, and you don't know why you're not doing it. It's like, Oh my God, like, like I really should be doing this, but I don't know. Like, like net binge, binge, like binging Netflix for day 163 is really tempting right now then then that's where you sort of like you reach out and and say hey it's like i can't see my own blind spots like can you help me see what i can't see right now because i know that i i i want so much more out of life and yet i can't see what's stopping me right now we'll be right back after this commercial break yes 
Hey, you sick motherfuckers! I've got a special treat for you. Need a new toy to spice up your sex life? Head over to loveshop.ca slash sexedmonton and get yourself a cock ring, a dildo, a vibrator, or even a life-sized sex doll. <laughs> Damn, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Get 15% off your entire order when you use code sexedwithtim at checkout. They're shipping to all of Canada and the United States because North America is horny. That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim for 15% off your entire purchase. Happy orgasm! Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. The show is about to begin. Yes. What are some of the common problems that your clients have come forward with, like, from ranging from the small to, like, the big issues? Well, I mean, like, some of the smaller issues is um, starting a business. And, um, and actually like, which requires them to, to share what they're up to with people that they know. And, and if you have a strong people pleaser, the lie that the people pleaser, the adaptive behavior will tell you is that like, oh, if you actually reach out to this person and tell them what you're up to, they'll think that you're trying to sell them something and they won't want to be your friend anymore. And you'll lose that relationship. Ooh, ooh. So, so that's one thing that, that I've helped people with. Other times it's having difficult conversations. I used to have a huge avoider and it was just anything that was unpleasant, like forget it. Conversations like tasks and yeah, it's like, okay, so it's really getting down to what's the story that's playing out in your head right now? Like what, because there's the real world and then there's the, the world that your brain creates based on your life experience. And so, so the moment that you can get connected and really tap into what's the story, what's that disempowering story that you're telling yourself that your brain is feeding you that you're believing nothing wrong with it. I'm just pointing it out that you're believing is is the the end is what's going to happen so okay so well my brain is telling me that by avoiding this it's just going to solve itself okay well hey you know what that might have worked when you were three and somebody kind of cleaned up after you but because mommy and daddy will come over yeah exactly yeah yeah. Yeah. and and 
but you're, you're 36 now. So avoiding, avoiding it like, like that. Well, I mean like the, uh, I guess the daddy, maybe a different daddy. Um, daddy show issues. Up. yeah, maybe a different daddy will show up and clean it up for you. But, but I mean, you know, you get what I'm saying is that, that, right. that whatever got constructed when you were three, that like all magically made it disappear and, and, and worked itself out at 36, those circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. You and, have to be your own daddy to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Actually reparenting yourself is, is one of the most amazing things that you can do. Mm, so. Reparenting yourself. Oh, I have to take care of myself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's so much work. I have to go and work out and eat healthy and go to the doctor. I can barely pick up the phone to check if I have like, I don't know, an appointment coming up. Ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being an adult is hard. But here, it's like you might have an avoider, a strong avoider. It's like, ah, it's like, no, it's like, sounds like so much work. Like, forget it. I'm, I'm not up for it. I, I, I've always been this way. So, and, and a lot of people will hide behind the, well, this is who I am. Well, it's like, are you happy with who you are? That's not the point. This is who I am. This is who. So, mm, yeah. That's the self-sabotaging aspect of that. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, it's just so much easier to accept. Okay. This is it. I, I, I can't change it. So that's a lie. All right. Bye. That's a lie. That's a lie that we tell ourselves. Yeah. To it's keep us in our comfort zone, because like, because that blanket mm. is really comfortable. It is, but it's nothing, like a weighted blanket. Nothing, nothing exciting happens there. It's all the known stuff. Because mm. mm. the adventures in the unknown. <laughs> well, or or in, at least in the stretch zone, which is like the zone right mm. after the the comfort zone right you've got the comfort zone and then and then imagine like a bullseye so the center is the comfort zone and then the first ring is the stretch zone and then the second ring is often referred to as the panic zone so anything that has you jump over the stretch zone oftentimes like your brain will say like i can't do this and and so so you'll you'll immediately like scurry back into the comfort zone but if you go into to like the 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 second zone and um and you just go in you might realize like hey this isn't so bad but you're you're like a couple feet from stepping back into the comfort zone right so so the stretch growth zone just like that that second um that that well i guess the ring just that circles the the comfort zone and and the more that the more time that you get to spend in there the more that you effectively expand that comfort zone and so what what might have been far in in the panic zone, a couple of months later might literally be what your stretch zone is or where your stretch zone is. So taking that action, what was six months ago unthinkable now because you've expanded that is like, oh my God, this is like, this is nothing. I can do this. That wasn't that bad. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Like to bring that back around to like sex and dating, it's kind of like, I don't know, you're, you're, you have this sort of self sabotaging. Uh, prophecy or whatever and then you're like I'm better off single but like if you just stretch yourself out a little and I don't know go to a bar or like uh, a social or like just walk around the village or something and mm-hmm. then it's like okay nothing bad really happened to me you don't have to like jump into the dark room of a bathhouse right away when you're still in the closet <laughs> right. get your whole stretched out you know 
<laughs> so, so yeah, so dating and relationships are so interesting to me. So when I go on dates, um, like I, I put the, 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 like, I mean, like I, I put the, the coaching hat like aside, but, but there's sometimes where after like a couple of dates or, or after texting for, for a little while, something comes up and, and I'm like, okay, this other person isn't a client. So I'm not going to coach them through what's oh coming God. up for them. Same, same. And so, so I have to let it go. And in some cases, like it really, like it, it, I don't want to say it killed me, but it, I was like, oh man, I'm like, like, damn, it's like, 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 ah, oh, I had so much fun. And, <laughs> and then just, yeah, just having to, to understand that. I just, just basically saying, realizing that, okay, you know what? Some shit's come up for that person and they're, and, and it can be stuff like that. What you and I spoke of at the beginning, it's like, Hey, it's like how I'm making them feel is discordant to the beliefs that they have about themselves. So let's say, for example, that somebody was, wasn't in a great relationship and like they were in a, in, in a relationship that was like, maybe their partner was verbally abusive. Um, or wasn't really, really nice to them. And then all of a sudden back on the, on the dating. And then you meet somebody who's actually, who's kind to you, um, who texts you a couple of times during the day just to see how your day's going. And then, and then, and then like after a couple of weeks, like you're there, like, Oh, like, like, yeah, like this isn't working for me. And you're like, okay. So, so what's, what's going on? And so I just basically, I'm like, okay, I get it. So, and then I, I just pull away, but like immediately what comes up often is just like, okay, so I know what your, where you, what your history was, cause you've shared that with me. And so I have a good sense of what's come up for you. And, and I get it. It's like, it's, it's what your beliefs are about you. And then you take on like how the last relationship made you feel. And if, if, the way if how the current person is making you feel is somehow like like doesn't like sync up is is discordant with with what your beliefs are about you it's like it's like hey it's like yeah this isn't working i'm like okay so let's see like what did i do it's like i texted you a couple times during the day um we had like amazing time together and and so like i know that there's nothing on my end um, and, and yeah, and yet I just have to say, okay, you know what? I get it. It's, it's like, it can be confronting for somebody who, although is looking for that. And I wish them that when they get there, um, is just like, is just they're, they're on their own journey going through their own process. And, and I just have to respect that. Ugh, but I don't, I'm owed an explanation. <laughs> Like when I get ghosted or something, like I, I, when I have been ghosted many times in the past, and then I feel the, this sort of like cycle of, of self sabotaging, uh, like phrases and platitudes of like, uh, oh my God, like you said the wrong word at the wrong time again, didn't you, Tim? Or, uh, you looked at him wrong and it just becomes, but like then, so much more challenging. Yeah, but then all of that is actually feeding into like your 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 beliefs about who you are. Because if you had like unshakable belief of like that you were like a fucking amazing guy, 
And like, you owe me that. You still need to own up and step up to that challenge. I challenge you by saying that those thoughts wouldn't come through your mind. Mm, but I'm, I'm a pretty damn good catch. Yeah. I'm, and I'm you wouldn't say good. I'm a pretty damn good catch. It's like, you know what? Like, I think that you would probably get to the point where you say, Hey, it's like, you know what? We're human beings. And I get that something happened on, on his side of the fence. And, and, and then, you know what? Like, just wish them well and, and not take it personally. It's like, how, it's very compassionate. What what happens on on the other side of the fence? The the part that you're not tending is 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 either a reflection, but has nothing. To, it just says nothing about you in the end. Like if anything, it's more is more of like is more information that you can use because if you realize that oh this is always coming up, you're the common denominator. So it's like okay, so I'm the common denominator here. So so okay, so clearly there's something that I'm not catching. And then if you can find that, that thread and just pull on it, get curious, just pull on it and just like, just go down the rabbit hole and figure it out. Like it's over after that. Like I've, I've, I've coached people where I learned so much about me by them showing up because they're being a reflection of what was going on. Oh, that's so sweet. What are some of the things that you learned? No, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, like it was, um, I was coaching uh, a coach going through like, like some steps that, that she needed to take and she was resisting. Like she, like she just wasn't being coachable. And, and so I basically, I ended the call and, and I actually like, I reached out to my coach and said, you know what, this, like I was so ineffective. And, and then after having a conversation with my coach, I'm like, ah, damn it. Like it was complete reflection. Like, cause I was resisting, like taking some steps and that, that's just what came up during this call. And I'm like, good. So I cleaned that up. I, I like I, on my side. And interestingly enough, on the next call, she basically said, Hey, you know what? I, I got a sense that there, that there might have been something going on, on, on your side. And I said, yeah, I said, you're right. I said, it, it like, it, rarely ever happens but but good eye and and she said you know what happened after that that basically opened up so much for me you have no idea and i said what and she says yeah she says after that when when the call ended i asked myself why is it that i'm resisting like my coach's teaching like my like my coaching like what's there and she realized that it was, it was like, like a story that, that had been playing in her, like out in her life for, for a couple of years on a couple of different occasions that she just hadn't gone, hadn't become present to. And when she did, like things completely shifted for her. And so not only did, did my way of showing up enact like something in her, but she also, she also basically like allowed me to see something that, um, I was stepping over. Right, right. Wow. Coaches helping coaches. It's like, <laughs> I wonder if there's like a very top 
boss coach this. It's like, let's see how big of a problem that you can tackle in my life, huh? <laughs> like therapist seeing therapist. It's like, I want to see the final therapist. <laughs> oh, yeah. The grand yeah. I want to see the big boss. I want to see like the grand I'm master. Just, I just, I'm, I'm just thinking like Mar- Mario Brothers, right? Like Super yeah. Mario Brothers. It's like, okay, I want, I want the big boss. So, so you look for the Bowser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, um, or like if you take like Sonic, it's like, okay, I like, I want like, I want like, like Dr. Robotic or whatever yeah. like, he's called right there. <laughs> yeah. And then get me to the final one and then see how big my problems are and then beat you to it. Uh, no, but that th- those like, uh, self-sabotaging kind of like shame, guilt spirals. They're so easy to stay in. How do you help your clients get out of those like spirals? Like, is it through baby steps? Do you give them like an agenda homework? So, so a couple of things. And, and one of the things that I always say is that whatever, whatever you, you resist will persist. So, and, and it's, it's, it's almost like I know that you buried this in Pandora's box and this is your Pandora's box. And that you've shoved it, like like you've pushed it down. But consider for a moment that that's basically the reason why you're here today. And so I will help you, like I'll, 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 I'll like through coaching, show you what's there. And and like in some cases, yeah, it's baby steps. Other cases, it's like, hey, it's like you know what? Here, I want you to to journal for and do this like this little meditation and just journal for for a week or two and just see what comes up for you, because our subconscious holds like like so many answers, so much like the key to so many things that that we're dealing with. It's just that we aren't taught to tap into it, and so so. That's one of the things that, that I help my clients with is just like to retap into, into that and using different modalities, different like types of, of strategies. And yeah, it's like, okay, so what, what is the most effective way of, of, of helping with this? And, and I mean, like guilt and shame are like in, in the gay community are huge. So, so I like, yeah, that comes up like, like more often than not. Hey, I've got this or I've got the situation. And it's just, okay, like I get it. It's, it's, I mean, like I've come across a a situation where I matched on Tinder with someone and like nice guy and we were just chatting. Right. And, and so I just got curious, like, Hey, so like, what, like, what are you looking to create? Like in terms of like, like a relationship, like what does that look like for you? It's a big question on a dating site, especially for gay men. (laughs) Not what are you looking for? What are you into? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. It's like, oh, it's like, no, no, no. Like, like what's the big picture? And so, so I got him to get really, really present to what was showing up for him and, and around like around relationships. Like, yeah, like I want to be like in a relationship and this is what I want, blah, blah. And then we sort of like got to like one question led to the other. And this is like over a span of like, I don't know, like maybe a couple of days. And I really like, I'm, I'm super grateful because I really got to know him. But it was like, hey, like, I really want this. And this is what I want. This is what it looks like. And, and amazing, like vision of, of the relationship that he wanted. But he actually was dealing with a lot of, of guilt um, and shame of being gay. 
oh my god, a gay man having self-sabotaging feelings about being gay? <laughs> Brand new. <laughs> yeah, and and so so he like I mean like I'm not getting into all the details, but he basically like shared like a lot of stuff and and one of the things I, I, I just asked him, I said, like, well, like, how is this going to play out if this is if this is your way of being, but you want this, like, there's a gap, like, do you can you see that that there's a gap that until this changes, like, like, until x changes, y is unlikely, right, until he learns to accept his gayness, or whatever it is that he was struggling with, yeah. he's not going to have that happy, fulfilling relationship that he wants. No, because anything mm-hmm. like, like, getting into it is like anything that relates to to that basically like he felt extreme shame and that came from uh upbringing right right it must be so hard to to like date in like positions like you and me where it's like you 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 want to see them as a potential but also like you try to compartmentalize that potential like partner and not see them as like a a client (laughs) you know you don't want to do a case study on them (laughs) yeah um, but at the same time, what it's great in a sense, because it, what this does is that it allows me to be like freaking curious and just ask questions that like an old, ver- like a previous version of me would have been like, oh my God, this is like, like, don't ask this because it's going to be too weird. I'm like, no, I'm like, this is like, it's almost like, I guess, like an interview in a sense. So I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather know before, before anything happens that, Hey, it's like, yeah, it's like, just imagine like, I remember pretty woman, Julia Roberts had some rules, like I don't kiss on the mouth. Well, it's like, Hey, it's like, I'd rather know like, like, like right then and there, if you don't kiss on the mouth or, or if PDA is an issue, uh, or, or my jewelry box and slap it. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or, or, or this or that or, or whatnot, because then at that point, I actually can make a conscious choice. Mm, whether or not to pursue this further or... Yeah. Like, hey, it's like, is this like, like, is this something that I want to get into? Whereas in the past, I would have been more of like, oh my God, like, I've got a guy who's interested in me. I don't care about the red flags. I'm not going to ask the questions because I don't want to know about the red flags. They'll just come. <laughs> the red flag yeah. is my favorite pride flag. <laughs> <laughs> and And so, so... I, I like, like, he's great. He likes me. There won't be any red flags. That's all. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's yeah. all that's important. So, that's so yeah. So it's just really allowed me to, to get really curious and, and really present and just have so much more fun going out on, out on dates. Whereas in the past is like, Oh my God, this is a chore. Uh, it's going to be like, like boring and it's tedious. And of course, like I would show up as boring as, as this is boring and tedious. And have like the energy sucked out of me showing up like on the date because, yeah, oh. because that's how the date occurred for me is that, oh, this is going to be work. Whereas now it's like, no, this is going to be fun. I get to like ask questions and, and get to know this other human being in front of me. Like that, I feel that that's something that we lack is this sense of curiosity, this, this compassion, like, yeah, okay, fine. What if the date doesn't go as planned? At least you learn something about this person. At least you learn something about yourself mm-hmm. and don't see it as wasted time, but rather, uh, an opportunity to learn. Yeah. Right. And I feel like we're missing that element when it comes to dating, which is just like, Dating should not be a chore. Dating should not be 
uh, tedious or whatever. It should be a fun experience for everyone, whether it's sex, uh, something casual, a hookup, or I don't know, you just get coffee for fuck's sake, click something small. Be yeah. curious. Yeah. Just, just because however, however it is that you've, you've made it out to be in your head, whatever the story that you made it out to be in your head, consider for a moment that that's how you're showing up. And so, so like, why bother showing up if it's tedious? Cause you're going to show up tired and, and not interested, miserable, not Ugh. interested, miserable or like mm. whatever other, like, yeah. Yeah. That's why I, when I, whenever I go to dates, I always wear my harness and my thong underneath just is. to be like <laughs> prepared, just to be like, yeah, I'm prepared. Right. I always have my douche kit, my poppers in me. <laughs> Cause you never know. At least you're prepared, but at least you're curious and like, you know, that you're going into something that should be fun and you yeah. should be like excited about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, uh, I, I wish that the, the like younger version of me knew all of this because yeah, because I, I would get offended so quickly on dates. Oh my God. I get triggered oh so God, quickly. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I get offended on a date. I mean, like I, I remember a guy asking me like maybe 10 minutes after the food arrives, like, so do you swallow? <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, there was no, there was actually no lead in. Wow. There's no lead in. It's not like, like we, like we got there. It's just like, it was almost like, Hey, it, it just like, it was just, we're talking about something unrelated. And then it's like, so do you swallow? And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, uh, you know what? This is something that you would find out, um, like probably soon enough. But yeah, we're kind of done, and <laughs> and and so we finished dinner. I didn't answer because I was pretty stuck up, and yeah. I, can, I can I'll call myself because it's true. So finished the date. He wanted to walk me home because I live like I don't know five minutes away from from the restaurant from where um, you date. Yeah, yeah. And the restaurant was kind of like midway between like where we both lived. And so, and I said like, Oh, like, don't worry. Like I'm, I'm literally like, I cross, I only have one road to cross to get home and one, one intersection. And, um, and then, so he, he leaned in to kiss me and I wasn't really keen on kissing back. So I kind of pulled back and the kiss was kind of like, like it, I mean, it really wasn't a kiss. So, and so when he, when, when he got home, he says, Hey, um, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, Hey, I, I, I'd really want a better kiss. And he says, no. And, and then, and then he retracted. He says, no, he says like, I'd really like, and basically I get what he's saying now, but at the time I was like insulted. I'm like, better kiss. I'm like, you're lucky that your lips touched me. Touched um, me yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so consider, consider yourself to be fortunate. So yeah, so that was like one of, of my dating story. Another dating story was where I bought tickets to, um, this is before everything went digital and you could buy, like everything got on phones. So I bought a pair of tickets to go see a movie and my date had a, um, like a, like he was, I think part of the swim team or something like that. So he had like a practice before the movie and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So the movie probably started, I don't know, like at 7.15. And it was like, this is actually the beginning when you got to pick your seat. And so, so I had both tickets and 
it was like VIP. So it was like the most expensive, blah, blah, blah. But it was like quiet. And he showed up. The movie had started. So I basically had to wait in the lobby to get, it's not like I could say, okay, well, like we both have seats side by side. I'm going to be inside and you just friggin' show up when you show up. So, so he showed up late. We missed the beginning of the movie and then we walked. So I was like, I was livid at that point. And we, again, the situation where like he lived further away, but in the same direction as where I live. So we kind of like, like walked back and as we parted ways, he says, oh, he says, actually, he says, like, I forgot, like, let, let me, like, pay you for, for my ticket. And he actually pulled out, like, a free admission to pay me for his ticket. And then I'm like, <laughs> so, 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 so it was like, for me, in my head, it's like, it's, oh, my God, I'm like, could the date go any worse? And of course it did. So, yeah, but again, it was, it was just, it was me not knowing, like not knowing what was going on. And I would just get triggered for, for, because I made, I made it mean something about me. And it's like, okay, so like, what if this isn't about me? What if this guy doesn't like just shows up this way because he's just unaware? What if this guy shows up this way because he's never been on a date? (laughs) Well, or, or whatever reason, let let me, like, let me cut him some slack. Like what does me cutting him some slack look like? And so, so when I started shifting how I saw things and things started occurring differently for me. So, because it, not everything. And I mean, like your ego is going to like, like not like this, but not everything Mm -hmm. is about you. (gasps) Or about me. No way. So You mean the world doesn't revolve around me? Yeah, right? You're lying. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so, so that was, and of course for me, dating was terrible because I'd come up with like, uh, that's who I would, I would go on dates with is, is, and, and it wasn't enjoyable and it wasn't fun. And, and when things didn't work out the way that I wanted, I just, I'm like, okay, so like, like, like what's going on here and not really understanding the, well, getting the, Hey, there's a common thread here and, 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 but not, not noticing that the common thread was me making it that the common thread was like, ugh, all the guys in Toronto suck. So it's time to move somewhere else or, or, they do or though. Ugh, but ugh. I mean like, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, like yes. oftentimes we've got this belief about who, who, who others are. And so you'll, you'll be dating in Toronto and, and you are, or in whatever major city or any city. And you'll come across, you'll get to a point sometimes where you're just like, Oh my God, like, like all the good ones are taken. Um, there's no, there's no deep, there, there's no decent guys that, that want a relationship. All the guys are in open relationships. All the guys want to like, to have like to cheat on their boyfriend. And so, so that's the belief that you're creating about men in a city and they say, okay, well, you know what? I will change cities. I will move to Vancouver. I'll move to New York. I'll move to Boston. I'll move to Miami to San Francisco, wherever. And because like, I just like, I just like, I'm over the men in current city and, and you get there and things change a little at the beginning. It at the beginning, it changes because the dynamics are different. Right. But soon enough, what you avoided dealing with 
quickly in your former city yeah comes quick, back quick, to, quick, quickly comes gets back to yeah, the the postal service quickly uh, readdresses it and finds yeah. your current address and just drops it on your doorstep without you yeah. even knowing and then all of a sudden it's like great it's like wait a sec like Oh, great. So all the guys in, in San Francisco or New York are just like the guys in Toronto and, and this and that. And, and so, so that's, that's where it becomes a slippery slope is if you're not aware that that's what you're doing and you're always sort of like, like going to, 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 to wanting to change the exterior mm -hmm. and, and not even look at what's going Inside. on, um, yeah. on like on your side. So. Yeah, I can totally relate because I used to approach dating and paint every single guy with the same brush because 100% of my trauma has been caused by men, uh, like through sexual assault, through whatever. So you know. uh, can I yeah. ask you a couple of questions? So, yeah, so what are your beliefs? Like, what must you be believing about men, like gay men? Uh, so my beliefs in gay men are that uh, they hate fat people. You have to be white in order to be considered sexy. Uh, you have to be like extremely muscular and fit. You got to have money. Uh, they're always looking for uh, a big dick or whatever. And you should be open to like, I don't know, fucking other people. And there's monogamy is absolutely not an option. Right. So, so consider for a moment that you're not the only person that has these beliefs that, Hey, it's like, like that gay men only want casual or non-monogamy, that there are no gay men that want, that want monogamy. But there's, but there's nothing wrong with that though. But no, 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 there's absolutely, there yeah. isn't, but consider for a moment that if, for yourself. if, yeah, yeah. if, if that's your beliefs for yourself and that's not what you want, if that's what you want, then it doesn't matter. If, if you, if you don't want a monogamy, monogamy in a relationship, then you think that all the guys out there are, are like, are, are also in open pigs. relationships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, then you're fine because you're paired up. It, it'll work. Yeah. But if you are opposite, then what happens is that some, some quantum equation out there <laughs> is, is basically is looking at this. It's like, Hey, it's like, like this guy here believes that, that all gay men, um, all they want is open relationships, that they don't want to have a monogamous relationship. So as, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like flock him with everything that he believes. Cause like he believes like it's got to be true. Mm. So, so mm. let me basically like, like send that and, and make him aware that his belief is true. It comes back down. It's almost like like Aladdin and and the genie. It's 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 really along the um, the be careful, be careful what you wish for, and be impeccable with your words. Oh, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back to haunt because you. if that's what your beliefs are, and it's the same thing. If if your beliefs in relationship are that they always end up in heartbreak, they never last. Uh, that you're that they always cheat on you. Always, like yeah. yeah then consider mm. that that's what you're ordering and that's what you'll see. That's yeah. what you'll get. I used to think that like every single guy out there would just be after me or like they always have malicious intent because mm -hmm. like I, I've been like only sexually assaulted by men. So back then when I was trying to date, it was very hard because I thought that, Oh, here comes another rapist or something. Yeah. And like, 
I have to kind of cut them some slack because like I, I don't even know this guy why am i already making assumptions that he's going to hurt me or whatever yeah it, it's not fair to him it's not fair to me and it's just not going to be fun yeah. like let's let's uh, give ourselves a little more leeway when it comes to vulnerability yeah and and one thing that i always basically tell my clients is expose the lie and sometimes your 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 the beliefs that you hold on the tightest are basically like it's like all men like all men are cheaters okay so hold on like really are all men cheaters yes or is it just been <laughs> yes they or are is, or, or, is it, or is it just been that you've attracted men that were cheaters because of potentially as a reflection as to how you felt about like what your beliefs were about you that hey i'm not worth it well, if somebody cheats on you, it will it'll fuel the belief that you're not worth it. So there's the loop. Mm, it's a feedback loop. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, gross. Ugh. But you know what? It's so great, Yannick, what you're doing to help destroy that feedback loop. I feel that the work you're doing is absolutely amazing. And just like, thank you so much for coming on the show and like, sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your uh very good looks <laughs> naked coach indeed wink wink <laughs> but <laughs> like oh my goodness uh Tim, not listen, not to be like enough yeah it's yeah. it's you know what i've been like this has been like the the wildest ride like the last like four years since i've become a coach They've been like, like, and I'm saying this like in an amazing, great way. It's been like the wildest and most fun ride that I've been on. Like legit, like, 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 like what I've discovered about myself, what I'm able to help people, um, like, like uncover, transform, overcome, step away from, like whatever it is that, that you want to call it is just, it's been, you know what? I, I, I don't know any other career that like has gotten me so, yeah. And, and so like I left like, like real, I was real estate broker for 15 years before. And I, I left that because I wasn't passionate about it. And I really like, I just like, I just love what I do now. And I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity um, to work with people. And, and help them sort of like, 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 like I said, sometimes it's just baby steps, right? It's just like, like, Hey, it's like, like, you just need to take, I get it. Like, but Hey, if you take this one step, it might not look like much, but guarantee you that like 90 days from now, you'll look back and you'll be grateful that you took that first step and that second step when you weren't sure that you would get to where you are today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, same thing with me i left the music industry to become a sex educator and it just feels so much better so much more rewarding follow your passions people get curious with yourself and you will find what makes you happy ask yourself yeah. what's gonna make me happy what's gonna Live make me passion. feel better yes work yeah. oh my god do you have any like parting words of wisdom for the audience yannick just you know what the, the the one thing that i can say is that if you're if you're feeling that like you're like that 
Like, hey, it's like, I'm not lucky. I'm not this. I'm not that. And you're feeling stuck. You know what? Like, there is, there is help that's available. And so sometimes it's just, it's just really learning how to harness the power of your brain and, and sort of like start to run it yourself as opposed to the other way around that your brain runs you and keeps you in, in, in your hiding spot, in your, in your, in your safety zone, in your comfort zone. And so, so just as, as you, you might sometimes feel discouraged that, oh my God, like, like, like it's going to take too long to, to, to do this. Consider that maybe it's been like 25, 30, 40, 50 years that you've conditioned yourself this way. And yeah, you know what? You might be right that it's not going to be an overnight thing. Just like showing up at the gym one day isn't going to give you the six pack. But I can guarantee you that you can start to transform and, and, and really, um, get to overcome and, and weaken these adaptive behaviors so that they no longer have, um, such a, a, a sway on you at a subconscious level that you're not even aware of because we get anywhere between 70 and 90,000 thoughts a day. And, and so there's no way consciously that you can catch everyone, but the more that you step into this, and the more that you you understand how it works, the easier that these thoughts, as they come across, you literally can can grab them and ask yourself, "Hey, is this true?" And if it's not, then you can say, "Hey, I get how I believe this, but this isn't true." And so there lies the power because you get to a place like Viktor Frankl said, um, between, um, between, what was it? Like, what's this famous quote about, um, the, the reaction, the event and the reaction, like there's a space. And so, so what this allows you to do is instead of always reacting the same way at a subconscious level, this basically helps you create that space where when you get to that crossroad, you're not automatically choosing to go down to hang a right, for example. Like you get there and you say, Hey, wait a sec. I normally take a right here, but I know that taking a right doesn't get me to where I want. So what other options are available to me? So what happens if I go straight? What happens if I go left? Not to say that you might not get the same result, but at least you're trying something different and there lies your power to basically create something different in the end. Yes. Oh my God. The power is within you. Mm-hmm. Yay. Oh my like God. Yannick. In the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's like you always had the power. It was always within you. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> and that's all that we can use for that. Um, <laughs> uh, Yannick, thank you so much for coming on the show. Can you please make like a butt and plug away anything that you want oh, yeah, the absolutely. audience to find? Thanks, Tim. Um, so I can be found on Instagram at the naked coach. So that's one word, the naked coach. I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you want to look up or look me up, uh, my, my full name, Yannick Picard, and you can find me, um, there. That's usually the, the two places where I'm more active on LinkedIn is I'm more active on LinkedIn. If you, even if you're just questioning, even if you just want to have a, a, a conversation about, Hey, I don't know how 
or I don't know how, like what adaptive behaviors I've picked up. I'm curious. I, like I, I, I'm curious to know what they are. Or you might know, hey, I'm a people pleaser and I get how this is limiting me. Anything, please just, just reach out and I'm happy to jump on, on a, have a conversation with you and, and help you see what you might not, might not have known has been there for, for quite some time. And actually, there's something that I want to say. It's, it's kind of a joke with respect to ghosting because you brought that up earlier. And so, so we all know what ghosting is, right? When, when somebody kind of like, like, like disappears, stops Cuts off texting. communication. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, do you know what Caspering is? Uh, no, what is that? So Caspering is a friendly ghost. It's when you both ghost each other. Oh. <laughs> So Casper oh, no. the friendly ghost. And, <laughs> oh, and, no. and do you know what a haunted house is? Uh, no, what is that? So a haunted house is when you walk into a party and a bunch of people who've ghosted you are there. So that's a haunted oh, house. Nightmare. My absolute nightmare. I do not want that ever. <laughs> or to be full, to be in a room full of the people that I've ghosted. No, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that, that, you know what? Ghosting is, is a topic for, for, for another day. But I've, yeah, there, there's so much, there is so much information in, in the act of being ghosted and in the act of ghosting. It's, um, it's quite remarkable. Like when you start like digging in and, and looking at this from like, from the various facets, uh, that come up, it's, it's, it's really just like, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Humans are fascinating. Yannick, you're fascinating and you are just truly one of the best guests I've had on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. And to all the listeners that have made it this far into this chaotic ass episode, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sex Ed with Tim. Please don't forget to leave a review and you know what? Just thank you. Be curious and live your best life. And with that, I bid you adieu and good night and I'll see you at the next episode. Mwah! Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!